0: kick off your boots and put down your hunting knife it's time for the outdoor man podcast with the man himself outdoor man dan join us for fun stories useful how to's and insights into what being an outdoorsman means today and what it may mean in the future from ethical hunting and conservation to new stories to tell around the fire let's get into today's show with your host outdoor man dan
1: Hey guys welcome to this week's episode. So this week's episode this started off on Facebook. It started off with my local Monas page complaining about some coppice hedging and the locals were going about how the how the fences and how the hedgerows have been ruined um, and everything else which wasn't true. It had been coppiced for a reason. So I reached out to some people and I ended up meeting up with Dave. Now Dave is a really interesting guy and he's big into the hedge laying and literally I had the best interview ever with him about about the hedge laying. Now this bit in front of me is actually a, a jump for local hunt here, which has been laid behind the jump to make it a bit thicker. As you can see here, how thick it actually is. That that is great habitat for birds, and that's just one of the th- one of the outcomes from laying hedges. So I won't ruin the episode. So we're going to dive straight in after I just tell you about this week's sponsors. And then you will get to hear about Dave and everything that goes on with the hedge lane. If you want to find out more about the hedge lane, you can head over to the National Hedge laying Society and they will point you in the right direction to go and watch what happens if you want something doing, or if you want to get involved, go have a look. But before that to so this week's sponsors, so this week's sponsors first really is So you Shooting. So you shoot In is a great company who was last week's um, episode, and if you've got a bucket list and things you want to shoot or you want to go and do something, then check out Sam at, at So you Shooting but also um, Podbean now if you want to start your own episode about gaming, you know the countryside, anything else like that head over to Podbean and get 10% off your subscription and in, by using the promo code OUTDOORBEAN Brilliante! which was his story but it did sound funny where he was nice and clear and I was
0: Hello,
1: hello. As it were. Right. Oh, so. <clears throat> oh, it's great. It's like, no, honestly, thank you very much for doing this because it's. Been, yeah. That's alright, I don't mind. It's been great. I mean we as a society try
2: and promote an old dying craft. Yeah. But also <clears throat> we try and educate. Yeah. Are we going now?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's live, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And we, we have a uh, display caravan that we take to the big shows, like the South of England show and the Lawton show and the Heathfield show, all the farm shows in this area. We take it along and it, we display, you know, and we talk about what we do. and And if it's a summer show, we'll cut... Um, birch from the common, plant it in the ground and actually lay it and do demonstrations. Wow. And the idea is to show people what can be done. But secondary to that, um, we advertise for people to come forward with hedges and coppicing that needs doing. We, as a society, we charge, but we charge a reduced rate and we use them for training days. Okay. And then we run training courses. For people to uh, learn how to do it. And then they'll put with an old boy and for one event. And then they'll get a different person for the next. And then after three training days, then they'll be given a piece of hedge to lay with a partner, another novice. And then at the end of that, there'll be another competition.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And we lay hedges in competition. It's friendly rivalry, really. But... um, the banter is good and it's a good good day out. Oh. Um, it's not just blokes. Um, we've got several ladies that do it and girls in our society who come along and compete. Um, so we're trying desperately to get younger people involved because I, I suspect the uh, the average age is probably around 60. <coughs> um, um, we... Lay hedges, as I said, for money. We are a registered charity, and it's it's just about promoting the countryside, really.
1: Yeah. You said to me before we started that there's, there's different different um, methods of laying. Yeah. Different or styles, styles. I say. Yeah. Um, which, what what are them style? What what are they and why? Um, there's probably fifteen
2: or more between fifteen and twenty different styles. <clears throat> and they de- depend on, on the landscape, what people are doing with the land. So um, there's a, a Midland style and a Derby style and that would be used because it's bare on one face. They put all the brush from the hedge through the other side and you would have that along the side of a bridleway or if you've got an arable crop in the field and then cattle in, in the other side it's a way of separating it what we lay is south of England style and that's a double brush side so all the as you cut and pleach a stem you lay them and they cross over so that (coughs) you get the brush on both sides and the idea of that is it protects the roots and it stops the lambs from chewing the new growth when you cut It's called a pleach. When you cut a pleach and lay the stem over, you then cut off the heel at 45 degrees. That sheds the water to stop it rotting. And as long as there's some bark and cambium layer there, that will regrow from the heel. And then the hinge allows you to lay it over. And then everywhere along the branch, along the stem,
1: wherever there's a bud, it will sprout up. And it will grow straight up, looking for light. I didn't realise that. I didn't realise it grew from the from the from the base from where you've cut. <coughs> and yeah, I, th- I only thought it it grew from the Yeah, from the top, you know, as it, as it were. And to to cut and lay a hedge, it will last another hundred years, as long as it's trimmed. Yeah. Uh, we, we, me and Dad were talking. Uh, uh, I said to you earlier on um, as I was coming down here, and. um he said that he'd been doing it at home and he, couldn't, he didn't really know why and what the benefits were. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, it's got to be to make it thicker and it's got to be, and it's got to be mm. know, a better hedge for, mm. for wildlife. But apart from wildlife benefits, what else, is there, any, is there any more benefits, as it were? Well, it becomes a wildlife corridor.
2: <coughs> Small mammals, for the protection of the hedge, will travel along them, so they use them like a motorway. Um, songbirds will nest in them if they're nice and thick. And if you let them just grow and you've got 15 foot of, of tree, you'll get magpies in the top and nothing else. Where if you lay it, you'll get all sorts of songbirds living in it. <coughs> um, but primarily, it's a stock proof barrier. That's why they were, were made long before barbed wire came along. That's how...
1: ...people kept their cattle in. Do you know what? I'd rather play with barbed wire than with hawthorn, to be honest. Anything like that, it's damn stuff to play with, isn't it? Yeah, well, blackthorn is even worse. Yeah, yeah, it it, is. It goes septic straight
2: away. Um, They reckon it's been going since men started keeping animals. In this country, originally, as soon as people's... Like, Neolithic times, once they settled down in villages, uh, like hillside camps... they would have to look after their animals. And there would have been bears and wolves in this country then. So you had to protect your stock from neighbouring tribes and from predators. Um, And even the Romans, when they invaded in, was it AD 20 or so, they actually wrote down uh, the fact that these strange Britons were weaving weaving and making hedges to keep animals. Wow. So it's, it's been going a long time.
1: It's been taken from us rather than us <coughs> taking it from somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that.
2: Um, the, the death of the hedgerow was the war because along comes barbed wire because it's useful to keep people out your trenches. Yeah. Um, <coughs> during the war, because there was a lack of... Um, labour on farms they started using barbed wire and more machinery and when the tractors and the combines come in and gradually they got bigger and bigger and bigger Still so you needed bigger. a bigger field so they there was a there was a, an incentive to grub out hedges and make bigger fields <clears throat> it was also around the time of there was a, a problem with rabbits and that's when they introduced myxomatosis. But, but really, agriculture has determined... <coughs> it started with um, you know small farms with about 20 families living in little cottages on the farm. And they would plough with horses and they would plant the crops, tender the crops, um, harvest the crops... And then in the winter you'd have all these families with nothing to do. So they would <coughs> hedge and ditch. Traditionally hedging and ditching was a winter thing. Yeah. And, and they would look after the hedges, keep the animals in, and they would clean the ditches out, stop flooding. Um, and it's sad that a man on a tractor with a flail can do acres of field Whereas in competition, we do what's called a camp, which is 10 yards. And you're given five hours to cut 10 yards. Wow. <clears throat> and really, it's six hours work. Yeah. They put pressure on you to, to do it in time, to separate.
1: To find the flaws. Yeah.
2: And it's judged by old hedge layers. Yeah. And it's a bit like crufts is for dogs. When you've got very good hedge layers working next to each other, you've got to separate them. So they're they're looking at the angle of the pleach and how tight it's we woven, how how it's See when you lay a hedge, you bind it together as you make it. Yeah. You don't just flop it down and put the next one on top. You have to weave it in and, and make it proof. Yeah. And then you put stakes in <coughs> every 18 inches. And then you bind the top with binders, which can be hazel or willow, and that holds the hedge in position for about three years until they rot away. By then, the, stake, uh, the, uh, the hedge has taken up the new position.
1: It's holding itself together. So yeah. it
2: holds itself together, and that will grow on quite happily. If you just trim the sides and the top, and don't trim the top at the same point every time, yeah. which is what they do with the tractor and the flail, yeah. they just cut the same line every time. And, and the poor hedge plant, after about four or five years, gets a big knotty lump at the top and it just dies because yeah. it just can't. If they allowed it six inches and cut it, it would continue to grow.
1: Yeah. And and tighten up as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. Not oh, amazing. How long have you been doing it? I've been doing it probably about
2: eight years, 10 years. My wife. Bought me a training course at this society, at one of the farm shows, um, to get me out from under her feet, probably. <laughs> um, and we have in the season, from when the birds, it's it's a September to March, job. And when the birds start nesting, then you can't cut a hedge. Yeah. Um, so, um, we have one event every month and sometimes two. There's also the national hedge laying competition, which we always take part in. Um, and that combines all the styles from around the country. Okay. There's a Yorkshire style where they actually take timber on their shoulder up and, and the top of it has like a four by four by one timber nailed to posts at okay. the top of their hedge. Um, in Devon, the Devon style, they always start with a, a huge bank, probably five foot bank with a ditch at the bottom of it. And then they plant two small hedges on the top of it. And then they throw the, the, the muck from the bottom of the ditch in between the two hedges. So the bank maintains its height. Yeah, And that's still a barrier. For animals but most of it's soil yeah you know so it does
1: change as you go around the country that's a a big change isn't it from yeah because hardly a hedge at all is it really no but it is a hedge laid on the top yeah 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 oh wow fantastic um uh, i don't know i don't know if my microphones will pick up but all the wildlife around here it's it's absolutely all the birds yeah it's fabulous (coughs) um and they are just starting to lay now, aren't they? I saw. Yeah. They are nesting. Yeah, I saw a blackbird's egg yesterday. Yeah. Cracked on the side of the, on the on the track at work. Like a crow had had or a magpie had. had. Yeah. Um, it's getting earlier every year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's climate change.
1: Um, so plough matches, so you do your hedge laying, so you have competitions at plough matches. Yeah. Explain to, I say not, not, not to me as such, the plough matches, but how does a plough match work? Well,
2: the plough match is just keeping alive, again, the old craft. They, they have vintage tractors and they're all in different classes and you'll get horse ploughing and then <coughs> every type of tractor you can imagine, they're all in their own class. And they're judged on how straight the furrow is. and Is it uniform across there? That's called a cant too. Right. It, uh, it's a Sussex term for a, a section of land. Yep. It's called a cant.
1: And does, and, and does the cant,
2: is a cant a cant in Yorkshire? I don't think they use that term in other
1: counties. Obviously it's the same thing, but yeah. different yeah. terminology. they probably got another name for yeah. it. Yeah. They talk, they talk funny up there anyway, don't they? Yeah. But, oh, wow.
2: um, but uh, our hedge laying competition runs alongside the ploughing match. Yeah. Just
1: because it's part of a, you know, a country craft. So you'll do the same at a <clears throat> ploughing match. So you'll take, you'll, you'll you'll make your hedge, like 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 at the country fairs. You'll yeah. make your hedge and, and, then, and then and then and then it. No,
2: they will select a hedge that needs laying. Oh, okay. On the farm that's doing the
1: oh, okay, competition,
2: yeah. <clears throat> and we would do a normal competition on that farm and. And they can be a good hedge or a bad hedge. Yeah. And when you get to a hedgeland competition, you draw numbers out of a hat because just to make it fair. Yeah. Uh, because no hedge is uniform from one end to the other.
1: Well, and, it, and it's split up then, is it? Yeah. And then you pick number, number four yeah. spot and then you yeah. go four
2: spots up, yeah. as it
1: were. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's simple enough and fair, fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, it is fair enough.
2: And how well you do depends on your piece of hedge as well. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, trying band- to make a
1: good painting bad, as it were. Yeah. So there's a lot of banter comes into that. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine it's a bit like... So I do triathlon as a... As a I'd would, I would almost say sport, but not yeah, quite. My,
2: my daughter does triathlon.
1: Um, I do three sports badly about her. Um, and and I, the thing that always drew me to that is the fact that we all want to do well in our own little bubble. Yeah. But everybody's for you as well. Yeah. And I suppose that, that's, that yeah. same thing comes yeah. along... In the hedgelane, yeah. and that's what it's about. It's not just about you know, it's also a social me. thing. Very yeah. often,
2: we'll go to the pub after and have a couple of pints. And on the events <clears throat> on a hedge lane training day, very often the farmer will provide food oh, okay, a bowl of soup, or a bit of stew, or yeah. burger, or something.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and then when we have our own annual event, there will be a pub meal afterwards. And then all the, um, <clears throat> all the results are read out at the end of the meal. Yeah. Um, so we all go to the pub and leave the judges in the field looking at the hedge. <laughs> yeah,
1: scratching and deciding yeah. what they're going to do.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very much a sociable yeah. thing to do as well as good for the countryside.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the benefits are, are fantastic. How long? How long? When did you lay these hedges that were in your garden here now?
2: Um, <clears throat> I think that piece there, I probably laid about six years ago. Um, the bit from this tree around the corner, I did uh, two years ago, probably two, two, two maybe three years ago.
1: On your own or...? Yeah, on yeah. my
2: own. Just plod just, along and...? The only time we work in pairs is if it's novices. Okay. And they're... Because it's a bit daunting to lay a whole cant on your own yeah. as a novice.
1: And... Um, what, do you, what do you use to, to lay them? Because obviously, like, most people are in a hurry and it's a chainsaw job. So... Well, it depends on, on
2: the stems, really. Um, we use a bill hook mostly... And then you can use a, a Yorkshire pattern bill hook, right? Which has got a, uh, an axe on one side and a bill hook on the other. Another one you mean? I yeah. think it was designed by the Romans. <clears throat> um, and then a pair of loppers. I use um, a petrol chainsaw, but I've also got a battery paint chainsaw, which is perfect for
1: a lot quieter as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And more and more people are getting electric. Battery-operated yeah. chain. I can
1: understand that. I mean, it doesn't sound a chainsaw doesn't sound like a chainsaw. It's got a big roaring engine, yeah. but it's so much more pleasant. Just yeah. to yeah. cut and get on with it. And without... then I use a side axe. A side axe has got one side flat
2: and the other side tapered, so that you can get it tight to a stem. Okay. Whereas a normal axe will have two tapered sides, and yeah. it will pull pull the piece away too quick. Um, and then you use a a hand axe, um, and that's to split down. When you when you make your first cut of the bleach, then if, if you put, put an axe, axe into the sp- into the pleach and turn it, that will split the grain down and help you to bend. Yeah, be like, be
1: like splitting wood, but yeah, not, but but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. And then you use
2: um, a swap hook for clearing. The ground around the hedge, <clears throat> and then once it's laid, you'll use that to to trim up the sides just to make it look uniform. Yeah. Um, a rake, a pitchfork to get rid of the stuff. You know, the and a boatload of matches to burn the crap up. I suppose. Well, it's usually down to the the farmer comes along with a four end loader and just pushes it, it in up. a heap. <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, but we also coppice. And the idea of coppicing is to get the materials to do the hedge laying, the stakes and the binders. Yep. So we coppice for free to landowners in to get... order to take the material away.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you.
2: And it's also good for novices to learn what coppicing is about.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, that's what I was, that's what the reason why I, I contacted you in the first place was because the um, the locals' mourners page was on about our hedge that had been coppiced right down and left open. That is a standard thing to do if it's in such a
2: state and there are big gaps. It was a, was a horrendous hedge. You couldn't lay it and get anything sensible. So if you coppice it at the right height above the ground, you take the whole thing away. You've got that huge root bowl, which is going to send up all those shoots. And then all you've got to do is plant in between and then in five years you've got a hedge again. Yeah. I mean a
1: lot of the root a lot of the um say the rootstock, the uh the trunks and that were the size of that um ash, is it sit there? No, it's not an ash. No, it's chestnut. Chestnut. Um Yeah. You know, that size, they were no good for nothing and there was gap you know, yeah metres of gaps, not just yeah. a small gap, and yeah. it was just straight down. They've plugged the um, the gaps with some um you know, they've uh, you know, plant some, some more hedge whip. and some whips in and, yeah, it, you know, like I said, in, in a year, two years time, that'll be... A hedge again. Like, and like nobody ever touched it. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll yeah. look good. <clears throat> um, but people, yeah, but people, oh, I've ruined the countryside and... Well, we get that. In in a competition, we're actually cutting and laying a hedge
2: and people will stop and complain <laughs> yeah. that you're, you know, you're damaging it. Yeah. And it's it's about education, really. Yeah, and when they understand, if you're in a competition, you haven't got time to talk. But if you're just laying a hedge, you can explain, and once they understand, they're happy. Yeah, it's it's education, really. Yes, yeah, it's, it's which amazing. is what this is all about. Really. Yeah,
1: exactly, hundred um, percent. The ignorance of some people's great. I love it. It's just a case of uh, uh, open the mouth first without even thinking about. Yeah. Well, oh, why are you doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a more efficient way of destroying a re- a hedge. Yeah, exactly. Flail, for instance. Yeah, oh, I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty of front and four end um, loaders go into a hedge to yeah. get a ch- combine in. Yeah, because machinery is getting bigger and fields are stank, you know. It yeah. well, fields are getting smaller because hedges are coming back because the stewardship they are scheme and back, and that's a good thing. Hundred um, percent. You know, beetle <clears throat> banks, all that. You know, I've, I'm up for all of it because mm. we need it desperately.
2: Um, his royal highness Prince Charles is the patron of our society yeah. and he holds um, a hedgeland competition on one of his properties every year so it could be at high grove and the year before last there wasn't one this year because of the covid but last year's one was at um, Sandhurst Sandringham Sandringham sorry and um, on the estate and he he takes a a great interest in it, it really, and he actually work. lays hedges himself in fact sometimes he will actually you know do a cant at the end yeah um and they provide food and it's a nice day out and uh, the one at Sandringham was um particularly for younger younger hedge layers yeah so it was a competition for them, but we were invited along to work with them. And. Um, sort of
1: competition, train aid, all mixed in one? Yeah. 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 No oh, way. Yeah. I, remember, I remember slightly off topic going to Balmoral um, one year with the dogs with Dad, and uh, they were saying that one of the woods was having a load of timber taken out, the Duke and the um, Prince Charles what wanted out and um, they were looking and it didn't happen in the end because of the cost but they were looking to to use horses yeah to to get to the timber out pull them out yeah and um, Prince Charles is very much into to all that and, and uh, it needs to be it needs to be done because people need to understand it and yeah and it's gonna be lost you know I had a friend who used to do a lot of planning competitions who who died um, a couple of years ago now Roger Clark he was you know big into pl- big into the suffolks the Suffolk punches yeah. And it's, it's going, like you said, you know, the, the average age is, you know, late 50s, early 60s. And um, that won't be long till it's 70s. Yeah. You know, it soon oh, creeps got, up on we've you. We've got 70s and 80-year-old hedge layers yeah. still
2: competing in competition.
1: But if there's no young stock coming through, <clears throat> it's going to be lost. Yeah. Well, that's
2: the whole idea of the, you know, getting training courses going for younger people.
1: Yeah.
2: Do you do as many shows as you can, do you? We do. We do. We do about five, five or six in a year. Yeah. And and then usually we demonstrate at a show. If it's the right time of year, then we can do a, a live hedge. Yeah. Um, there's one at the South of England show at Arden Lye. Yeah. <coughs> um, and then there's the Bentley Wood Fair. Um, and they're usually later in the in the year so we can actually lay a piece of hedge. And we've got a hedge there that we just do an, a section of every year we go. We're yeah. gradually getting done. Yeah.
1: Um, As I say, it must be fun in the summer doing it. If you've got, a, if you've, you know, got, your, got your made up hedge at a ring and you, you're doing it in the heat, that must be yeah. lovely fun. Yeah.
0: yeah, People. Just for water
1: life.
2: It's amazing. People come up and ask if they can buy it. Really? And all we've done is is stuck birch. You take a <coughs> a pole, make a hole, put the birch in, thump it in with your heel. And then once you've got a line of them, we just cut them and lay them and then stake and bind it as yeah. we would normally. And very often we'll put it on a curve because yeah. it looks nicer. Yeah, yeah. And You wouldn't believe how many people come along and think they can buy it and take it home and grow it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it, it just... No, got no concept. the right time it'd probably take. Well if it was willow it would. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, thank you very much for doing it. It's been You've been
0: listening to the Outdoor Man Podcast. We're glad you're here. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Outdoor. On Instagram, Outdoor underscore man underscore podcast. On Facebook, Outdoor Man Podcast. And you can even reach us by email, dan at outdoorman.uk. Let us know your outdoor questions. And be sure to tag us when you're outside living your best life. Until next time, be the example.